Hi, from Experiment Nation, my name is Romo Santiago, and welcome to Experiment Nation The Conference Reloaded, a series where we share some of the best sessions from our most recent conference. Today, I wanted to share with you a quick and dirty way that I like to use when developing a learning agenda, all within under five minutes. I call my approach BADDER, and if you think that acronym is bad, you should have seen the other options. <laughs> with that said, so BADDER stands for Break down your problem, assess your options, define your hypotheses, rank your tests. Let's look at each step in a bit more detail. Let's start with break down your problem. Of course, you need to pick a problem you want to solve. Your problem should be fairly specific, within your domain of influence, and reasonably measurable. For example, let's pretend I sell homemade ketchup online, and I'd like to sell more bottles. Digging into my analytics, I see a lot of people visiting my site, but not many people are adding my ketchup to their carts. So my problem, in this case, is that not enough people are adding my wonderful ketchup to their baskets. From here, I start breaking my problem down into smaller problems, into a sort of logic tree. Going back to our ketchup problem, possible smaller problems could be the price is too high, the product photography makes my delicious ketchup look unappealing, visitors cannot figure out how to add products to their cart, my site doesn't look trustworthy, the product description isn't appealing, so on and so forth. A good volume of ideas is what you're looking for here. Don't impose unnecessary boundaries at this stage. You definitely want to take a yes and approach rather than a no but one. You'll get to impose your boundaries later on. But at this phase, you want to be as MISI as you can get. And for those who aren't familiar with MISI, it stands for Mutually Exclusive and Collectively Exhaustive. Or in simpler terms, cover all the problems in a non-repetitive way. You'll want to get perspectives from all your stakeholders here as well. This will not only help you cover your blind spots, but it will also help you get buy-in later. Now that you've broken down the problem, it's time to assess your areas of opportunity. Now that we have a massive logic tree, we need to start assessing areas that we should focus on versus those we will deprioritize. I like to start by looking at the tree and cleaning it up, grouping similar items together by theme. In our example, we may group similar problems related to pricing into a larger pricing problem. Under this, we put problems like customers think that the price is too high or the currency isn't the one that they're used to, etc. After doing that, I start finding related research and evidence to help quantify these opportunities. For instance, maybe I have customer reviews suggesting that my price was too high or analytics showing that product description page visitors are toggling between currencies a lot. Pairing your problems with data can tell you if these problems are big or small. At this point, I tend to circle the bigger problems. Now, after that's done, I start eliminating problems that I think I cannot address or go against my brand in a serious way. Let's go back to my ketchup scenario. If I had survey data suggesting that customers thought my ketchup should taste more like Heinz brand ketchup, well, I wouldn't humor this because that's not the type of product I envision. Or if customers wanted the ketchup delivered within 30 minutes, I wouldn't focus here either because there's no way I could address that in a cost-effective way. Next, define your hypotheses. Now that you're left with problems worth addressing, you can start crafting hypotheses that could address these problems. For instance, if a problem was not understanding how to add products to their baskets, a possible hypothesis could be, if our visitors to the ketchup product page, if we move the call to action higher up on the page, we expect cart additions to increase because the call to action was more visible. Notice the format of the hypothesis I like to use is, if for a given audience, we did something, we expect something to happen because a reason. 
Stretching your hypothesis like this helps you design your experiments a bit better and helps avoid random tests. Lastly, rank your tests. Finally, it's time to rank your tests, or in other words, prioritize your hypotheses. There are a lot of prioritization frameworks out there and they're all fine, but my rule of thumb is that the more political the test, the more granular your prioritization framework should be. More granular frameworks give you an opportunity to let each stakeholder be heard. With that said, as a growth product leader, I prefer very lightweight frameworks in the interest of speed because I want results yesterday. The only other call out here is that if you're new to experimentation, feel free to knock out a few low impact but easy to execute tests just to get used to the process and to get people comfortable with testing in general. So as a recap, I covered my approach to creating learning agendas or experimentation roadmaps. I used the terribly named BATTER framework, which stands for, once again, break down your problem, assess your areas of opportunity, define hypotheses, and rank your tests. And that's it. And I hope you find this useful for your practice. My name is Romo Santiago. I hope you enjoy the conference. Until next time.